Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is take three. <laughs> I just got done saying 2022 in September, and I have not been drinking. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Paul Truesdale. It is Monday, February 20th, 2023. I don't know what's going on. Listen, I was outside a little while ago, and for everybody listening, I apologize. My noise, my noise, my voice is going to be off because I got a snoot full of pollen or tree crap a little while ago, and I've been sneezing, and my nose has been running. <laughs> my goodness. When you went out there by chance, were you time traveling? I think I, you may be. I actually, I was, uh, I was invaded by balloons. Mm, yes. That'll make sense in just a minute. G's balloons. I, I got G's balloons. Uh, life is, it is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, some, this is going to be a focus on a little more local stuff. It's going to be focused on local, but listen, for those of you who are all around the state of Florida as well as the United States, this is actually kind of important. I'll tell you the reason why. There are not many doctors that serve in the legislature. Your House of Representatives, your Senate, they don't serve in the Congress for the House, very few in the Senate. We have a senator by the name of Rick Scott who was in the medical industry, but he was not and is not a doctor. We just don't have that many. And I think it's really important to have a doctor in the House and one day doctors in the Senate that actually have real-life, non-exclusive academic backgrounds, but they've actually worked on people, they've treated people, they've owned their own practice, they weren't employees, they've written the checks, and uh, we have that opportunity here in the state of Florida. So the reason why we're doing this is because this could affect a lot of people all across the state. Absolutely. Yeah, your medical system is something like uh, 20% of GDP. But yet the people who actually operate in that industry are very rarely representative, uh, represented or represent their patients, for that matter, in any form of government. It's usually uh, private councils and all kinds of various uh, industry groups, but in the wide uh, government as a whole, not really. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not demeaning um, the practice. I have a law degree. Uh, my wife's a practicing attorney. Uh, we have a lot of clients that are attorneys, but I don't know that we need any more attorneys in uh, the state house or in uh, Washington. And for those of you who are going to be voting in District 24, you have to be a Republican. You cannot be a Democrat. You cannot be an Independent. You can't be a. Um, you cannot belong to the the party of Pluto or Uranus. Although we have some people who belong on Uranus that are running. <laughs> yes. And it's a closed it's a closed deal. We'll we'll talk about that in just a second. But we've got lots of teachers. We've got you know civil rights and community activists and I mean there's just a lot of different professions that are in there but we just don't have a lot of doctors no. and, I, and I think that's bad I mean it, they should be represented as much as anybody else especially given the percentage of uh, you know the general economy that that, that, that industry consumes out of, out of pure necessity usually well I decided to do this with you because as you know I received a phone call one of those robocalls, and I literally spittled uh, coffee on my computer screen. My brand new, how big is this thing, by the way, son? I don't know, large. 
big, large Samsung curved screen. I love it. Well, I was going to mention, you mentioned the phone call, but I realized that I, um, I received a text that I deleted. Oh. And it was very generic and trying to elicit a response. I didn't play along with it. I didn't realize what it was until you mentioned this. Just didn't click in my head that, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, so I think I, I got the, let's call it the text version of this. So we're going to be blunt, like I'm not blunt. Have you ever known your father to be politically correct? And never. No. Yeah, I should never, ever, ever, ever engage in politics. I just, I'm, I'm. You know what? I, I got to tell you. You know what I like about uh, this this race. This is kind of like Yellowstone. We have a John Dutton running for office, and that's that's uh, Stephen Piles. Dr. Piles is running. He's like, he doesn't need it. He doesn't want it, but it needs to be done. Sure. I like that. If you haven't watched Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, it's a really wonderful story. And in the most current uh, season, what season are we uh, in on? Four or five? Four something? or five, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he is now the governor of the great state of Montana. We've got property up that way. Just leave it at that. And uh, the bottom line is you want people sometimes in office who don't want to be there. People who have no axe to grind, who are really going to solve issues. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So let's talk a little bit about uh, all of the attack pieces on uh, Stoner. Yeah, so, I mean, one thing real quick, we talked about this last time, is how, because this is the only special election going on anywhere, as far as I know, within a few hundred miles of here. Yeah, you're right. You, I, we didn't, I didn't do the setup. Let's do the setup. Well, because there's just so few things going on, this is obviously just turned into a, it's pretty gross in general. And uh, it's... I've never seen people fight so hard for a $30,000 a year job. You'd think we're in the middle of the Great Depression based on the way these guys are fighting for this. Well, if you're in the multi-level marketing business, it gives you a good platform to sell your multi-level marketing stuff. Well, yeah, but also it's just a launching pad for some of these people. They want to go on to higher office and whatever. And if this is how they're willing to fight to get, you know, I'm not demeaning the position, but the reality is, is, you know, a state house seat is not exactly the most prestigious uh, job out there. It's necessary. It's, it's essential, but it's not it's not something that, you know, it's worth ruining reputations or or stooping this low to do stuff. So, I mean, there's just a lot of aspects to this that really, really expose just how, uh, I guess, how serious some people take things that don't really deserve it, I guess. Well, the setup is this. We had a fella who um, was elected without any opposition to the district, and you have to understand every 10 years we have a census in the nation, and every 10 years we go through redistricting, not only at the federal level but the state level. And so in 2020 there was redistricting, and um, this fellow got elected. And he got uh, arrested by the feds for, what did he do again? Or supposedly, he's innocent until proven guilty, but this one's pretty easy to prove. Yeah, this is a slam dunk. Otherwise, he wouldn't have resigned. Um, yeah, he decided that it would be a great, fantastic, genius idea even to lie to the feds about uh, how many employees he had and get some get some of those COVID bucks. And yeah, he uh, 
turns out he doesn't actually have all these employees. And again, I mean, I, we talked about this before, but it's one of the dumbest crimes you can commit. Let's lie about forms that you already give to the government. It's just not the brightest thing in the world. A lot of people did this and somehow thought they would get away with it. Obviously, these are people that are not really good attention to detail. They, they probably uh, probably get in trouble for administrative things more often than not. What do you think? I agree. And so, in his yeah. yeah, in his case, he uh, and, and we have several candidates like that, not only in this race, but all across the state of Florida, all across the country. They wrapped themselves in the flag. They wrapped themselves in the Trump banner. They wrapped themselves in the Christian flag, and 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 uh, it's it's basically a uh, a crying fest as to who can say they're the biggest Christian, Trumper, Republican, um, you name it. It's just they just eat the red meat and like, yeah, <gasps> yeah they don't they don't stand for anything. They it's it's who they're associated with that describes more than anything. It's a yeah, I mean it's it's no different than any traditional uh, sale. At least that's the way that a lot of these people seem to be treating it. They're not they're not standing out there, standing on their own plank, standing on their own positions. They seem to be running on. Uh, I I go to this. Uh, I'm associated with these people in these organizations, and that's why you should support me uh, for a state house race. A lot of these things are totally irrelevant. I can tell you that. Okay, I can understand. You know, you your association with uh, you know the current governor is is probably something that is uh, at least of minor importance to some people, right? I mean, that that's reasonable. I mean, he's the, what I think he uh, is the governor with the largest uh, percentage of the vote, basically, at least in, in my lifetime, um, by, by re-election anyway. So, you know, that makes sense. But what does the former, uh, what does the former president have to do with this? Not what a does, single thing. What does any of this stuff have to do I mean, very little. Uh, oh, we're worried about you know, you know what? Th- this is a district that's what probably ninety plus percent Christian. Why? Why does? Why does anybody care that that's not a significant uh, change? And also, I did. I thought we didn't care about that in this country anymore. Yeah, so it's a, there's it, a lot of little things about this that just. It's classic big politics marketing applied to a small little district that nobody should care about. And like, like we talked about before, it's just, you know, it's the only thing going on. So this is what everybody's focused on and it's turning into a clown show. So, uh, this fellow, Joe Harding resigned, he's been arrested and he will, uh, again, he's innocent until proven guilty, but it's a pretty slam dunk. And so as a result, we have a special election. I guess the election is March 7th. And, um, what happened is to keep the Democrats from voting and independence and anybody else, uh, we have a unique feature in Florida law. And here's the way it works. The Democrats did not field a candidate. They didn't field a candidate. So as a result, if one political party, which in this case, all of the candidates except for one are Republican, if a party does not field a candidate then basically, in essence, the general election is the primary for all sure, practical yeah. purposes, right? And if nobody gets 50%, then the two highest vote getters go to the general election. So that's sure, the way that yeah. works. But in this case, we had a gentleman who was a write-in, and uh, Foxy Boy uh, is all upset because he thinks that he got 
taken advantage of by one of the candidates, and we'll talk about that, and he filed to be a write-in candidate. Now, when you do that, the write-in candidate's name does not appear in a ballot. It's just a blank line. So that's one thing. You check the box and you write the name. Yeah. And there's nothing that precludes you from writing in any name. No. And the only name that counts is the one that matches exactly what they registered for. Exactly. So what we've got going on is, in essence, the primary for the Republican Party, whoever gets the majority of the vote. So if it's 30%, 31%, if you've got, let's say, 12 candidates running and, you know, the top vote getter gets 13, that's your candidate. Yep. Okay, they've won. And then they go and run in the general against blank. <laughs> that's yeah. the way it works. Yeah. So, yeah. And blank is not going to win. So. It's going to be tough. And, now, of course, you know, anybody with any brains can see that this, that process is pretty flawed. Yeah. You know, I mean, every it, it's it's political. I just say it, it's political. I find it unique, but that's just the way it works. You're not going to change it. You're not going to complain about it oh, and I carry know, but, on. But, it's, but it, it, is, it is a very obvious uh, system that you can use to manipulate the outcome of an election. And it's been done a lot of times. Oh, of course. Yeah. A lot of times. By both sides. Let's, not, let's, be, let's be honest about that. You, know, you can't claim holier than thou when you've done it yourself. Of course, it does also place a little bit of responsibility on the, you know, the uh, county party to... You know, get at least one person to run. <laughs> you would you would think. You'd think that would be important, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I mean, uh, the, the Democrat could have run and said, you know, look how great Biden's doing and this and that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, that's the only thing to appeal to in a, in a, in a state house race. It's, uh, it's national politics, right? So this particular district around us here is predominantly white. And over 55, we got a lot of 55 plus communities here. And if this is anything like prior elections, this will be uh, limited to those who are basically red meat eaters of the Republican Party, because special elections just tend to not draw normal everyday people who vote. And it's just hard to get people to do that. No, not at all. Apparently, they don't even draw one of the candidates. (laughs) One of the candidates. Didn't decide to run. Didn't decide to vote in uh, primary elections until he ran for a primary. Yeah, we're going to talk about Pretty that. Interesting. Yeah. So that's the state of affairs that we have right now, and we've got one candidate who has big giant signs going all around. And I swear to God, I I think I saw. Uh, do you remember that movie? I think it was Goldfinger with James Bond. Do you remember that? Vaguely. I think it was an uh, was an uh, Aston Martin. Um, I think he used to drive Aston. Probably. Yeah, he had a license plate that flipped in the back. Yeah. I think uh, Stoner's got his big signs. I think they his whatever seat he's running for just flips. Yeah, I mean, that would save a lot of money. Yeah. You know what? That's a green issue. We should ask him if he's just, you know, putting <laughs> a, a sticker over, I want to be, let's see, county commissioner, dog catcher. <laughs> I want to be your state rep. I want to be... Uh, state senator, and we're going to talk about something that he committed to. And now he's back again. You know, it's funny as you mentioned that, but we we don't elect things like a dog catcher or things like that in in Florida, unfortunately. Um, but you know, in traveling and stuff recently, we've seen some interesting stuff. And I re- recall uh, last summer, 
uh, seeing someplace where they had like, you know, somebody was running for coroner and somebody was running for these various, these various elected positions. And I was like, man, can you imagine you're running for coroner? <laughs> no, not a really. Special one. That's a dead office as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Dead on arrival. We do have goofy things like mosquito control boards that they run for. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess the issue you fly swatters, you're in charge of the fly uh, mosquito repellent distribution. Well, that was 20 years ago. Now it's just a drinking club. I like that. And, yeah. you know, they have to, their salaries exist so that they can make frivolous decisions about other people's jobs. So we're going to start off that. So that's the, uh, that's the setup here. And, um, to us, there's only one single candidate that's qualified above and beyond his exclusion of every reasonable doubt, and that is Dr. Stephen Piles. Now, this is free speech, and uh, we're not being paid for this. We're just two guys having a conversation. I'm Paul Truesdell, and you are? The same. Yeah, so Paul the Elder and uh, Paul the Younger. That's our new uh, catchphrase there. And we call it Two Pauls in a Pod. This is the Paul Truesdale Podcast, sponsored by absolutely nobody other than ourselves. Yeah, I mean, this is a race that we haven't even given any money in. We're just con concerned citizens, let's just call it. Yep. Somebody needs to uh, to call it. And I, and I want to give credit where credit is due. We had, years ago, we had a newspaper, and it was just it was just horrible. It was called the Ocala Star Banner, and it was literally birdcage bird wrapper Fish wrapper stuff, it was just terrible, absolutely terrible. And uh, they've pretty well gone out of business. I think I think they basically have gone. I think they have one reporter now. I mean, it's... Yeah, they got, they got consumed by one of these large local news aggregating organizations, and it's just been squished and crushed into nothing. Yeah, I think Austin Miller is still there. He's a reporter. I, I, I used to like him. He, he reported a few things. But we have a new... We have new kids on the block. The new kids on the block have been around for a while. It's called the Ocala Gazette. Yes, they've done some. They've done some good, pretty good reporting on stuff. Not not just pop, not just politics, but just stuff in general. And I'm going to say this again and again and again for those of you who are looking for a business that has a very low barrier to get into, and uh, if you can read and write and uh, you can cipher fairly well. There's a lot of opportunity to report on local news, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. No, no question about that one. Especially, I mean, I think Ocala is probably a fairly, uh, I guess, well-represented compared to most places. I mean, you know, city is, what, 60,000, 70,000 people. County's like 350. Um, we have at least some stuff going on. At least the banner still exists in some form, right? I, yeah, I, I think, think they do. Well, I mean, they do. It's just like, it's mostly copy-paste articles from state stuff. But anyway, point is just that, you know, you go to places that are, you know, not even substantially smaller and there's nothing. I mean, that's uh, in browsing around, looking at places, you know, traveling and that sort of stuff. It's amazing how you can have a city of 10, 20,000 people and you can't figure out what's going on in town because nobody's posting anything on any place other than Facebook. No, or, or maybe like, you know, the local radio website, if you are, are lucky and are willing to dig in it long enough to figure out what everybody's listening to. Well, that's another thing. You actually could have uh, people doing uh, local radio by way of podcasting, but uh, 
the ones that we have doing it around here tend to be radical red or blue meat eaters. And oh, yeah. It's, it's, just just, over, it's just overly political BS. Yeah. Okay, so that's the uh, setup. Let's do this. I'm going to um, play a couple things for you. We're going to talk about them. But this is the phone call I received. And uh, we've done a little bit of editing to it to take the candidate's name out of it because it's so embarrassing. But we'll tell you who wound up uh, sending it to us. But it's so embarrassing. And uh, Monkey Joe, track one. Marion County Republicans, do you still support President Trump? The radical left and rhino Republicans want conservatives like you and me to abandon President Trump and his America First agenda. We will not comply. <laughs> so this is apparently a, a race for president uh you would think that would be the uh the topics at hand but no i don't think so i get a kick out of this saying rhino what is a rhino republican when you have a president listen i'm not going to be critical of somebody that i shouldn't be but you know um what constitutes rhino i mean what's the litmus test it means whatever they want it to mean. It's it's just this is this is politicking of the lowest order. This I mean, is we have a we have a again for those that aren't locals. This is a state house race, state house. The issues people are worried about are state issues, state and local issues in particular. That's that should be all anybody's focused on. You don't really care what anybody's position on foreign affairs and federal spending and Supreme Court issues. What are we worried about? We're worried about uh, the roads, crime, and Medicare, especially in this, this district more than any other around, yeah, considering if, the population is mostly retirees. And when I say Medicare, most people don't know this, but Medicare is administered by the state. So because of that, obviously... Uh, the state plays a big role in, in the disbursement and allocation of funds for these things. Obviously, there's there's rules and requirements around it, but the states do have a lot of influence on that. So this is why, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier, a doctor does make sense, at the very least, considering we have, what, only two others in the state house, and it looks like they're on their way out as far as age and, and all of that. So. Yeah, and, and this is a guy who, if he gets an office, um, will have outsides, outsize influence because people are going to come up to him. We talked about this last time. I think it, it, um, I guess it is in Montana. Come to think about it, we have a doctor up there. I wanted to say Idaho. It might be Idaho. It might be Idaho instead. I'm trying to think which, which state we got. We're, we're in both places where he's a doctor. And I mean, everybody comes to him to ask questions. How does this work? How does that work? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, policymakers can theorize, they can ask quote unquote industry experts. They can ask lobbyists and all these other creatures that orbit around them. But the reality is is somebody who's actually been in the business and for a long time, that's better than I think anything you can ask for. Because everybody else's opinion is I mean I mean realistically, think think about the special interests involved. What kind does he have? Oh, he's going to grow his little his his local practice. I mean, <laughs> come on, that's it's it's nothing compared to these other people. I mean, what are they looking to do? They're looking to continue a job or or springboard to something bigger and better. Well, if anything, this is going to cost this guy a lot of money. 
I, I would assume so. And and this is, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. is like the pay is never going to compensate for what he makes in his practice. Uh, but there are people who go to, uh, they get elected and they have massive increases in their uh, net worth and, and uh, they, they manipulate the position. This is true. This is true. Okay, Monkey Joe, number two. The only candidate in the upcoming special election who has the courage to openly support Donald Trump despite all the witch hunts and attacks from the fake news media and the Washington, D.C. swamp. You know somebody's going to go, yeah, that's right. I agree with that. But what does that have to do with the local race? Like, again, this is this is all contextual. What? <laughs> I just don't I, get I don't, it. I, I don't get it either. <laughs> I, I, it, oh no the 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 witch hunts from the, from the the media oh no oh. And how does this affect uh, the fentanyl overdoses in my district oh yeah, and we have them it doesn't because yeah. I mean if you want to be truly honest I mean things actually just got worse under the guy that you're saying is better so well you know I mean this is a guy who might uh, have some influence over some of the um, monies needed to get certain roadways improved. Uh, a massive amount of money in Pasco County, which lies just north of Hillsborough County, which those of you who are not familiar with Florida, Tampa lies in Hillsborough County, St. Petersburg lies in Pinellas County, and the Tampa Bay Rays, where do they play? In St. Pete, yeah. Um, but in Pasco County, there's only two roads that go east and west, 52 and 54. It's a complete disaster, and they spent nearly $100 million dollars getting those things basically semi-interstate-based. Okay, they, they, they had to. They made it long sure. overdue. Yeah. We have Highway 200, which is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, local allocation of funds for roads is in our area. There's just a, uh, it, there's just a severe lack of planning. Like, there's a severe lack of foresight. They, they've planned for everything. I mean, you know, I mean, we, we, can, we can complain about local politicians, but obviously they're, uh, their foresight is not exactly the greatest. I mean, what uh, w within the past 15 years, they sold off what the, uh, we, we don't have a state fairground or a county fairgrounds anymore because, you know, we had to use that to build houses. And uh, some people got some sweetheart deals with that one. Yes, they did. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is, I mean, that's the kind of like timelines we're thinking on here. And now we desperately need uh, state and federal assistance to, redo stuff i know they're planning on or at least it's it's being talked about redoing uh, uh expanding whatever modifying the interstate making it a little bit bigger working on some of the exits i mean because the problem is if you you traffic patterns just locally it's one of these things that, that needs discussed again this is we're talking <laughs> medicare crime and roads that's that's literally all that matters um well if you're having a heart attack and you live on a place for example uh say marion uh, oaks oh yeah good luck and and chewy is uh all every, all the workers are going to work you're dying before you get medical oh, care yeah no question but but you know so like uh the interstate for example 75 goes north south through marion county um you know, everybody in the state knows that it's a problem. I mean, it's to the, it's to the point where even the feds are now like trying to prod people to solve the issue because there's so much traffic in Marion County. It's used as like a local thoroughfare. Yeah, I have a which, I have a good friend who is a former uh, uh, chairman of the uh, city council, president sure. of the city council down in Tampa, and he and I were talking the other day at the club, and he said, "Oh yeah, I know Marion County. You get to the county line, it just it, it dies." It was like, "What is with you people up there?" Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it's just it's one of the it's a it's a problem that needs a lot of money and a lot of uh, effort to solve. Um, Instead, but, we're going to spend a billion dollars to redo the ex- interchange at West Shore and the interstate again. again. Yeah. yeah, but you know, so the point is, is that where are any of these candidates talking about real local issues? I instead, what are we worried about running ads? Because we you know I'm more aligned with you know DeSantis or Trump or this or that national issue that means nothing. I mean, I guess this is this is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, if this race is decided on local issues, then you know, fundamentally, we all knew who who should win. Yeah, and one of the candidates was a county commissioner, state rep, state senator, and he's back again. He's like an old old penny that just doesn't want to go away. And uh, But don't blame him for everything. Monkey Joe, let's go to number three. On March 7th, we have the opportunity to elect a representative who is pro-life, pro-jobs, pro-gun, pro-America, and pro-Trump. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the only thing there that's relevant to this race is jobs, maybe. But even then, I mean, what's any one person going to do to press the job situation in Florida? It's crazy. Yeah, pro-jobs. Pro I mean, I just, no, I'm what an, did any I'm of that? I'm anti-job. Um, yeah. We're going to robot and uh, uh, automate everything, and then everybody's going to sit back with their UBI. <laughs> oh, folks, you know, here's That's a thing. joke. Yeah, That's I know. It's a joke because, I mean, you would think that this ad is a joke. This is for real. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like, uh, honestly, this seems like something that you would play in like a, like South Park. Yeah. It, it, or it's, uh, was it her name? Lois in... Um, Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Works too. Where she gives a very logical talk and, and she's getting slaughtered in the debate. And then she starts saying what? 9-11. Yay! Yay! And then say something else and... 9-11. Yay! This is... Uh, the other candidates in this race are <laughs> some interesting cats. Monkey Joe, number four. Let's face it. Donald Trump was right. He was right about the crisis at our southern border. He was right about the economy. And he was right about foreign policy. But in only two short years, Joe Biden has completely failed the American people. And by God, this candidate's going to build a wall in Marion County to keep all he, the illegal aliens out. Well, I don't know if you can hear it. I don't know if you can hear it, but there's there's some sirens in the background. Oh yeah, they'll probably bleed through on this recording. That that's going for this this uh, robocall. That campaign needs some help. It's it's a fire sale. Um. So yeah, as far as I know, Florida. Yeah, I mean, Florida has quote unquote border issues. We are the peninsula to you know the gateway in the Gulf, like all that. Great, okay, totally understand that. But that's not anything a state rep has anything to do with. I mean, I might be wrong. But I'm pretty sure the state has very little involvement in those sorts of things. That's just a general law enforcement thing in the state. Yeah. And then we work with you know Coast Guard and. Uh, Homeland Security and all that, yeah. Anyway, uh, in yeah, so that's great. Um, and Trump was right about the economy. What was that? Yeah. What I, does that have to do with anything? L- 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 I'm going to play it again. Monkey Joe, cue up number four again. Let's listen to that. Let's face it. Donald Trump was right. He was right about the crisis at our southern border. He was right about the economy. And he was right about foreign policy. But in only two short years... Joe Biden has completely failed the American people. What does any of that have to do with a state house race? Nothing. 
But but here, I, here I, there's there's one little thing here, and this might you know make some people mad, but it's the truth. Notice the language they're using. Okay, it says he, he's right, oh. not that he solved any problems. So this is just like classic political pandering. It doesn't matter if you do anything. It's just just you just got to be right about it. If you're right about it, then you know just vote me because I, I like this guy too. It's it's uh, Lois Family Guy nine one one Monkey Joe number five. Drugs and illegal immigrants are pouring okay. across our borders. The economy kind of is important. collapsing, and we can't even protect our own airspace against Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> hey, everybody, we got to do this again. Monkey Joe, repeat that one. Drugs and illegal immigrants are pouring across our border. The economy is collapsing, and we can't even protect our own airspace against Chinese spy balloons. See, this was the point when I was listening to this. I had a cup of coffee, and I spittled all over my screen. I still see. I, I, I see that now. That's good. Yep. That's good. This ad just keeps getting better. Oh, no. It, uh, this is going down as one of the one of the all-time greats. Yeah, this is like uh, A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise, and the hits just keep on <laughs> yep. coming. Yep. God, who could vote for a retard like that? Unbelievable. So, yeah, we got uh, Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> I didn't know state house reps uh, had any influence on that. That's 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 cute. Maybe, just maybe, he was afraid to say what he really thought. Mm, what is this? Get your guns out and start shooting up in the air. Uh, I mean, nobody would ever say that, would they? Yeah, I wish. I, I wish that was. I wish what you're inferring was the truth, but it's not. Yeah. Nope. The son of the guy that this person is hooking their bandwagon to actually suggested that on a Fox News interview. Uh, it's uh, it's a little as as the man said himself. They're not sending their best, folks. They're not sending their best. <laughs> Monkey Joe number six. As your state representative, fight back against the Biden Harris regime and support Donald Trump and his America First policies. He's the only candidate who has pledged to do so. So join me in supporting your Florida State House District 24 in the upcoming Republican primary on March 7th. Pro-Trump means pro-America. Yeah, uh, before we have a comment on that, uh, to me... It's like we've got the Three Stooges running against uh, a real human being. I'm sorry, I, I don't, I'm mean, I don't care. The reality is, is uh, to us, like we're just so jaded in this. This is just funny. Like the politics has just gotten to be so dumb and so pointless. Honestly, I mean, people wonder why people don't come out to vote in primaries and things like this. It's because of crap like this. Nothing about this motivates me other than like, is there a guy that's saying I hate all these other people? Because this is just sad. Yeah, I mean, again, like, why would I? Why would I spend the time? Obviously, now we have you know, again, another another fantastic achievement of Trump. We have mail mail and voting for for everybody that can supposedly lift a finger, um, you know. But even then, you still have to mail it. And of course, what uh, probably more than half of people my age have never even mailed anything. So, you know, that's probably an achievement in and of itself. But point is, is just that you know, putting in the effort of. Who are these people? Make a decision, send it off, or go to the polling place, go to your polling station on the day of the election and actually voting. Who's going to do that with stuff like this? 
this would just turn it off in my head and I would just laugh and move on with my day. Well, the thing that I, I know, mean, it, just, it just does not inspire anybody to civic duty at all. And that's, uh, to me, that's sad. Well, you know, and we've talked extensively about it. I, I'm so fed up with, with Facebook and, and Tiki Taki and, and uh, YouTubers that, you Speaking know. Speaking of Chinese spy balloons, TikTok. There you go. I'm surprised that wasn't in here. I mean, that would be a real issue, though. That'd be a real issue. But the thing that I do know what's going on is you get all these political action committees where it, it's just, if you just dig a little bit into the numbers, you got some guy who's their campaign manager who has this political action committee and they, they wind up getting, I don't know, the write-in candidate. And, you know, it's like, you're not fooling anybody. I mean, why have any campaign laws if you're just going to, like, basically violate them? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. And then on top of that, you have all these Facebook groups who, like, they have a name like uh, Real Americans in Marion for Change and American Trump, and, and they're just, they get fake people, and they just all, it's the same little group of people. Um, so that if you happen to stumble onto it, you think, oh, this guy's got a lot of support. I'll give you a good example. Uh, remember I told you that one of these uh, morons that we met years ago uh, moved down to Miami and or down in the, the Miami area, West Palm area, uh, claimed to be a big Trump supporter, yet they were given a trespass warning. Or <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it? It wasn't trespass. It was trespass cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah, stop using my name. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be pretty low life when you get a cease and desist order from Trump. Stop using my name. Yeah, that's pretty cringe. So they they put on a uh, a debate at the uh, uh, Ocala Municipal Golf Course, and uh, how many candidates you think showed up? I don't remember hers. Okay. There yeah. Yeah. Everybody else said, uh, "Yeah, no." It's kind of obvious, isn't it? I mean. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna try and pull a stunt like that, wouldn't you try and at least find a neutral third party to then try and ambush somebody with? I don't know. Again, as as the man said himself, they're not sending their best folks. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not any one of these groups that host these uh, these debates and these candidate forums, the candidate gets like 15 seconds to introduce himself, 20 seconds, 30 seconds to talk about issues. There's no debate. There's no, nothing else. None of that stuff. It's just it's just a bunch of peacocking and and uh, and and I know the reason why. Do you really want to debate a doctor on issues like this? No. No, of course not. No. Unless you're a, a multi-level marketer and you're just a career politician. We have Monkey Joe has one more. Monkey Joe number seven. Pro Trump means thanks for listening. Paid for and approved for Florida State House, District 24. Call back number 352. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless the United States of America. God bless America. Call 352. We'll leave the rest of it out. <laughs> yeah. Stand beside her. Vote for morons. It's what makes the country work. I mean, Jesus criminy. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket. It's yeah, it's special. But then again, I I just I just am, you know, people love to make fun of local elections for being inconsequential and dumb. And I got to say that the candidates really, really, really uh, they rise to that occasion. They I'm outdid sure. themselves this yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, but this goes back to what we talked about the last time, because there's nothing else going on. 
everybody's going to focus on these guys. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So, you know, there's more attention. So they think it's real important and we got to get out there and oh, we got to, we got to really, you know, we got to hit them back and we got to do X, Y, and Z instead of just saying, no, this is, this is what I support. This is what I want to do. You know where the rhino thing comes from? You know what they're referring to? I mean, yeah, I know what they refer to, but I don't know well, where it came from. Okay, so let's just, let's, let me role play this. Let's assume I'm a doctor. I'm getting ready to go into surgery, and I get a call from the NRA. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm going into surgery, and the, the caller says, no, I got to talk to him now because we're getting ready to make our, our recommendations. And the response is, can't do it. I'm, I got to do it. I, I, I've got surgery, right? Sure. The hell with the patient, right? No, the patient comes first. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. The NRA, let's talk a little bit about that because that's an elephant in the room here. The NRA is an interesting group, and I want you to absolutely cut loose because... I'm not going to cut loose. I know, but you know what I I mean. mean, Yeah, I mean, I've got some sharp criticisms. So let's talk about the NRA. Are they, would you consider them the premier organization that is defending the Second Amendment? Uh, they are by fundraising for sure, but as far as actual action, not really. I mean, the one thing I think they do effectively, they, they do. Here's the thing: people people don't understand what the NRA does, right? The NRA does two things. Um, one, most of the money that goes to the NRA goes towards maintaining rifle ranges and training courses and all that stuff. That, that's an important public service, I think. Right, getting people certified, training education, whatever. Um, but then you also have the legislative action branch. And the legislative action branch is important. Um, it's an important component. And unfortunately, it's one of those things that just requires a lot of money. Uh, you know, it's it's engaging in politics at its most uh, grotesque level for, for most people. Um, you're hiring lobbyists. You're paying. You know, hiring, employing lobbyists—it's uh, working grass grassroots type, you know, engagement things to pressure candidates into doing things, and it's just you know, it's boots on the ground in the capitals, wherever you're talking about. And obviously, in the U.S., to do stuff, it takes, you know, it takes 50 teams and uh, one federal team. So you know, you really need 51 uh, legislative teams to effectively manage uh, legislative responses to this type of stuff. Obviously, uh, do you need that many? Probably not. I mean, you know, half the states are okay on this stuff, whatever. You get the point though, right? It's, yep. it's extremely expensive. So that's what they do really well. The problem is, is they are also invested in their own organization's survival more than anything. Um, they raise a couple hundred million dollars a year from mostly from people who think that they're out there, you know, on the vanguard to protect your rights and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, what do they do? Uh, They just do what's necessary to prolong the fight and extend the life expectancy of their own organization. And when that means uh, crafting a capitulation that keeps them going, then that means that's what they'll do instead of, you know, taking the fight to the last nail to either repeal or prevent something from going into effect. Like the 1968 Omnibus Crime Control Act and all that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Or the assault weapons ban or all these things. There, there's tons of stuff. And unfortunately, you know, the reality is a lot of Republicans, as this uh, funny ad that you played, you know, likes to complain about, oh, the rhinos. Well, 
the NRA, they literally employ the rhinos that they complain about because some of these, they're, they're just, you know, what's, what's the, what's the right phrase, phrase for it? Uh, uh, the, these, a lot of these, uh, GOP politicians, especially the, uh, more well-known ones, they're just weak sisters. If, if the NRA says, Oh, you, we, we're going to fold on this issue. They'll fold on it tomorrow. If, if the NRA decides that, Oh, the only way we're going to, we're going to protect, uh, you know, this, this thing, we're going to get some capitulations and some compromises out of this legislation because it's going to happen no matter what. If they go out and say that, oh, we're going to do another assault weapons ban or something like that, you would probably have 50 to 80 Republican congressmen tomorrow vote for it. I mean, that's just, that's how much power the NRA has. And it's in multiple times they fall in line. And the latest one I, that I can recall of any substance was the bump stock thing. Obviously, I'm not going to get into the politics and the specifics of any of this crap, but the reality is is a piece of plastic being regulated by the government because Trump and the NRA and the Republicans said it was okay to do so is not acceptable for most people because we all understand the domino effect of these laws and rules and regulations. My answer to all this stuff is always no. You know, it's very simple. So there are other organizations out there that they don't just focus on um, training and all these these things that, like I said, are important. But I, I honestly think that there, there's a huge amount of this that should be separated out into a different organization that most people would probably be a lot more, it would be a lot more palatable for them to give money to. Because, you know, you say giving money to the NRA and what is that? That elicits, that elicits an immediate negative response or positive response depending on who you're talking to. If you say in general, hey, we're going to do general... Uh, safety, firearms, uh, the self-defense training, I would say that's something that's uh, a little bit less controversial. But anyway, point is, is there's a bunch of other organizations out there, and these organizations do a tremendous amount more work focused on... Um, keeping focused on, bad legislation out. Well, keeping bad legislation out. But, Ensuing. But, but the important part is is they, they engage the legal system because the reality is, is this is all based off of the constitutional rights that we have inherently. And the reality is most of what they've, most of what they do to institute rules and regulations are not constitutional. So you just have to fight them. And so you have a handful of organizations. Uh, I, I'm not going to list them off the top of my head. I mean, the one, the ones that I think of are, uh, first one that comes to mind is uh, GOA, but there's literally like six others that they all, you know, you can go through and their financials, they're all, uh, you know, not-for-profits. Most of them are pretty good. But the reality is the cumulative uh, amount of money that these guys raise every year among all of these organizations doesn't even shake a stick at what the NRA does. You know, we're talking less than 20%. And they don't have executives making massive amounts of money. Well, they can. I mean, you know, some of these organizations get a lot done with a million dollars a year. Meanwhile, you know, NRA, I think they pay the CEO of the NRA like two or three million dollars a year. It's just gross. Yep. Um, you know, it is it is not the organization everybody thinks it is. Um, they do good things. I'm not going to say that they don't. Uh, but I think a lot of what they do is they're more interested in their own survival than they are pushing uh, for for the, the rights of the citizens or, or defending them. You know, and unfortunately, you know, we're in a situation in a lot of places where that's all you have. Laws are going to get passed by lunatics no matter what happens. So, you know, I would say the NRA endorsement is not the be-all, end-all. And if the, uh, you know, excuse my language, but if the jackass with the 
legislative affairs uh, portion of the NRA who's going to give an endorsement for a state house primary, give me a, give me a break, is, is going to get mad because a doctor doesn't have the time on his schedule because he's getting ready to go into surgery or something with a patient, they can shove it. That just shows you the, the extremely disgusting behavior and uh, incredibility of, of whoever's running that organization. And we bring and that if up. I were in the NRA and I had any influence over that, who, that person, I would find out who they are and I would fire them yesterday. That's Absolutely. embarrassing. And we bring this up because that's going to be an attack piece on Ooh, uh, no. Dr. Piles coming up, you know. So Yeah, I would say the uh, uh, fold, fold him like a cheap suit NRA does not, uh, their endorsement doesn't mean a whole lot, especially in Florida. I mean, come on. We even have a candidate who uh, says that he's been endorsed by the governor, and the governor does not do that. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not very good for party unity if you endorse in primaries, so people don't do it. It's and, a general rule of thumb. Yeah, and we've got a guy that says uh, stoner um, means that you're going to get drag queen story hour in your elementary classrooms. Wait, and, what? Okay, so there's a mailer that just went out, and it's an attack piece against uh, Charlie Stoner. Um, you know, Rocky Stone and yeah, yeah, I know. Bam, bam, you know, know that guy, you know, all the guy, the guy who can't find a political office he won't run for. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Stoner is accused by this one guy we're going to be talking about, um, for quote, drag queen story hour in our elementary classrooms. He's responsible for that, according to the Florida Conservative Action Fund, uh, which is chaired by a guy here in Ocala. Just, just think, just put all that together in your head. What? <laughs> oh, the FACAF is isn't that, that's just a bad acronym. But anyway, okay, that's uh that's special. And and so what is this? Uh, is this a part? Is this a plank of his election? We must we must have drag queen story hour in, in all elementary schools. Uh, he's he's accusing you know Stone of doing that. Um, I doubt it. But again, this is. And then there's another one from the same guy. He accuses, I call it Stone Stoner. So, hey, man, like what office I'm running for now? You know, hey, hey, uh, like I'm a green man. So make sure that my signs, I just put a sticker over what I'm running for. So Stoner, uh, according to one of these, which now this one I'd like to, I'd like some verification on. Says that on he won't get it. Well, it's possible. It says it cites financial disclosures when he first ran for office. He had a net worth of four hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars, and then when he got done leaving the state house, he goes from county commission to state house, and he's term limited out, I believe. Um, His net worth is six point three million dollars. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. I mean, to be very blunt. That's not unusual, but no, uh, no, not unusual. And in in you know, let's be blunt. You know, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars is a good chunk of change, but you know, six million dollars of net worth is nothing to write home about today. I mean, let's be honest. That's whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, but there are other things that can be brought up. Sure. If you're going to bring up things about Stoner, we can bring up the fact that. This one candidate, uh, he had an auto accident back in 2011, and we're going to read from the lawsuit. It says um, he filed a lawsuit for undisclosed amount, claiming that he suffered, quote, 
bodily injury and resulting pain and suffering, disability, disfigurement, mental anguish, loss of capacity for the enjoyment of life. I mean, this guy must have had like a, like a steel rod go through his head. Um, and is suffering, uh, let's see, in, uh, enjoyment of life, expense of hospitalization, medical and nursing care treatment, loss of earnings, loss of ability to earn money, and or aggravation of a previously existing condition. So he says he's permanently injured. He will suffer losses in the future. His wife also joined in as she's suffering uh, she lost the companionship and, you know, um, marital uh, relationship with her husband. And um, so he died. Yeah, it sounds like he died. I mean, I, if somebody. We have a dead man on the candidate it, on the uh, list. That's wild. Wow. And this was in 2019. So it wasn't that long ago. No. I mean, if somebody's in this kind of pain and suffering, I can't imagine them being able to manage uh, the commute all the way to Tallahassee for. For legislative sessions and all that, I mean, no, you know, I mean, at that point, at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you might even get PTSD getting in a car. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. He might, he might need I mean, to see Doctor Piles. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it says he's, you know, pain. And there's, you know, pain and uh, loss of capacity for enjoyment of life. Man, that's that would be too bad. Maybe he did see Doctor Piles because he participated in the Space Coast Marathon and Half Marathon. Uh, placing 42nd in his age group. So apparently... Oh, I, I got it. Oh. Or ambulance chasing, I get it. Yeah. Or if somebody was. <laughs> so here's another thing. He's, he's, so he signed a clean campaign pledge, and he says that all candidates who want to participate should sign his pledge, and refusal to do so, quote, indicates uh, would indicate as to where they stand on important commitment on, on this important commitment to the voters, okay? And uh, he says, quote, I am fully expecting that the special interests and insiders in Tallahassee will get involved. That's interesting because this, this is also the same guy that seems to be, you know, again, I, I'm not totally uh, super invested in any of this because I already know who I'm uh, I'm going to choose, but it's, it seems to me this is the same person that is also orchestrating all these hit pieces from behind the scenes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and so you have to report your political contributions. Yeah. Yeah. So it appears there's a, a short race, so there's not going to be as many filing periods. There's no. There's going to be as much information to glean, but which of course some people use that to their advantage as you know, hmm. probably going to see. $7,500 from Tallahassee residents and power brokers have been given to this guy. Interesting. Interesting. Tallahassee's in the district, though. No. Hmm. He says he's being attacked for being too conservative and that he has been a champion for Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, but it's important to note that Governor DeSantis has not endorsed him, nor has he issued any candidate in this race the right to use his likeness or implied endorsement. That's interesting. So in probably, honestly, one of the most conservative districts in the state, except for someplace up in the panhandle in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. This is probably one of the more conservative districts in the state. Our district up in the, up in Destin would be. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, just generally speaking, especially compared to any place south of here, right? Yeah. Who the hell is being attacked for being too conservative? <laughs> that is, that's just made up. Again, it's a good idea to run for office and then just start out by lying to people, creating obvious, ob creating an obvious deception. 
oh, sign my pledge. Meanwhile, in the background, you've got your, you've got your homies. They've already whipped up packs, and you're already raking in the cash from the insiders that you're supposedly running against. This is just a joke at this point. Well, what's funny but is, honestly, this- like somebody that's willing to go to this level, why don't you just run for an office that matters? Oh, wait, he did, and he lost. Oh, what was that? It was Congress, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a race that matters, Congress. Oh, that's just, it's just sad. Like, they, honestly, like, pe- people, uh, most people do not have any engagement with politicians. He came in. But it is this, it is this crap that people hate the election process. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, when you come in six out of 10 candidates that, well, I want to be in office. Oh, by the way, isn't this the guy who hasn't voted in primaries? No, he waited until his primary in 2020 to vote in a primary. Oh. Yeah. So he's, he's just a big a big general election kind of guy. Yeah, you know. Red, red meat eating issues, you know, the border and stuff. Yeah, whatever. So what does ra- Joe Biden's radical agenda have anything to do with this? I'm, I'm sorry, I just, bleh, I don't get it. <laughs> um, this is just pandering to the lowest common denominator, honestly. Like... Everything that I see so far is somebody who's fairly politically adept and they're immediately running to the, you know, as we talked about previously, the the lowest Griffin, you know, 9-11 segment of the population. The the problem is, of course, that it's a little too sophisticated because the people that vote, I mean, it's a little too unsophisticated because the problem is the people that vote in these types of primaries actually know their issues in their area to some degree. I mean, at least you'd think more than the... More than a general, at least in my experience. Well, and the reality is that we have literally thousands of, of people in Marion County, and you have this all across the nation. They, they, no opportunity to vote. One person, one vote, not happening here because uh, you have the, the write-in candidate. Oh yeah, got, and, a, got a block out. What? I don't know. I don't know what the registration is in the district. Do you know? I think we're seventy-two, seventy-three percent Republican. Okay, so for some. <laughs> For simple math, we're going to block out a third of the electorate because we can. Yep. Cool. All votes matter, though. Uh, An investigation by the Ocala Gazette, remember we talked about them earlier, found that uh, this particular person and his campaign manager, treasurer, whatever, all of them are directly involved in the election by by getting uh, uh, Foxy Fox um, to file as a candidate. And then this guy Fox said he felt duped by uh, the campaign team, and uh, he tried to undo his candidacy, can't do it. And uh, so what this candidate's done is he just, he's blissfully trying to skate in under, you know, once in, you're not going to get this guy out. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question. If this guy wins, he will be around forever. He's, He's in it to win it, no question. And he's one of these creatures that he 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 literally he literally is one of these creatures that people complained about and obviously seem to have forgotten. But he is one of these people that he was born to be part of the swamp. This is just oh yeah gross. Yeah, well, him and Stoner, they just they, they yeah oh yeah yeah. Sorry, it is what it is. He's got a connection to something called True Patriot Network. That sounds really powerful, doesn't it? Uh yeah, it sounds like uh, something that spawned out of the Trump era. Yeah, it's a uh, social media platform that claims on its website that it values privacy and security. And, uh, this guy indicates he gets over $300,000 a year from it. 
I've never even heard of it, but okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, again, the Ocala Gazette did an investigation, found that the uh, True Patriot Network has no employees and no evidence that it operated at the location on file in the state of Texas and that the tax collector of Texas has no record for the entity paying any business property taxes. I mean, how can you, how do you have the chutzpah to run for office with this kind of shenanigans? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. By the way, a friend of ours, a mutual friend, uh, mentioned that uh, you brought up Socrates. Yes. And he was very disappointed that uh, we didn't bring up uh, Idiocracy, the movie, as a result go. of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is the movie Idiocracy. Yeah, I mean, th th this is definitely taking things down a notch. There's no question about that. Now, he says his, uh, his uh, main source of income is through this True Patriot Network. And um, he's getting advertising and donors and, and then, um, I don't know. It just, I guess when you're involved in multi-level marketing, you do everything in the world to tell people not what you're doing. Yeah. Well, he obviously jumped on the uh, political influence grift around the time Trump appeared on the field. So, oh yeah, like a, like a lot of people, you know, it's a it's a business that just keeps on going. It's it's an unfortunate aspect of of what's going on with the with the Trumpies. Um, you know, what's left of the hardcore support there? It's just I, honestly, every I I I have this Sad. I have this disdain for for people that are still like hardcore on the Trump MAGA train, not because of any. I mean, I have some policy complaints and uh, let's call it performance issues that I have serious gripes with, but put all that aside. The thing that really, really irks me is the fact that everybody involved in this is onto a scheme. It's <laughs> buy this, sell that. Uh, you know, it's it's all people just selling each other for who's going to be, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more MAGA than you, you know, buy my coin, buy my hat, you know. And then some of the scams I've seen are just unbelievable to the point that, I mean, you know, we, we, we talk about this. We've talked about this occasionally over the past uh, couple of years. You know, crypto stuff is, you know, the scams and everything. It wasn't apparently doing crypto scams was not below Trump because he sold off like, you know, he made what two, $3 million in a day to sell off a bunch of very poorly Photoshopped like Trump memes, basically just, his NFTs. Yeah. 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 I mean, he did his own, he literally did his own NFT offer. I mean, so the thing is like, this isn't, there's nothing real here. This is just a scheme and you know, it's a scheme just based on the people it's attracted. I mean, I, I mean, I've, I can say that I, I've been in, involved at, you know, pretty close levels in basically every presidential race since um, uh, Bush 43 ran the first time, you know, we, I was, I vividly remember, you know, meeting him and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We, we I, I, I always, I did to you what my parents did. My first campaign yeah, was 1964, the Goldwater Johnson campaign. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I, I always, uh, I've always said my mom and dad always treated me um, like an adult from day one and ask my opinion and everything else, whether they took it or not. But there were, it was funny, you know, I remember lots of times, and I'm sure you can say we're doing it now, where I said to you, hmm, I never thought of that, and I've changed yeah. my opinion. I mean, I've always respected your brother and your sister and you uh, immensely because you're not dumb. Well, so so my, my point in mentioning that, you know, I'm 
not a political neophyte. I, I have a pretty good understanding of how all this stuff goes. And, you know, I'm, I have a pretty good realistic out view on, on the reality of politics. But we look at everything that's gone on since Trump, and it is just the grossest, grimiest aspect of politics. I mean, I've honestly never seen it before. I mean, the last time I heard anybody hawking um, uh, W merch was when he was still the president. <laughs> Trump has been at office two years. We're already past the, the midterms, and they're still hawking NFTs and all kinds of other crap. And now he's running again. Like I just, it's just to me, honestly, it's just gross. It's even lower and than the guac bowl from <laughs> Jeb. Jeb's guac bowl. Guac bowl. Yeah. You know, I was in uh, at least that's understandable. Yeah. Like people buy campaign merch. I wish I had bought some of that stuff though. I do too. I wish, I wish we had a Jeb guac bowl. I, I do. I very much wish I had one of those. I do have a Macintosh. One of the original Macintoshes in the office. You know, I was going to say I have uh, we have some advisors down in Tampa who are, are with us, and one invited me to meet family members at a uh, recent uh, dinner, and uh, I had an opportunity to do that. It was interesting. They are hardcore Trumpers. I mean, hardcore uh, Ohio Republicans, sure. and uh, I was cautioned ahead of time: don't <laughs> you don't poo in your mess kit. Don't on step that on one. a landmine. Don't step on a landmine. It's interesting though. The conversation was not what I expected. No, no, they uh, they want nothing to do with Trump now. It was interesting. All of them said we like what he said. We you know we feel like we were better off when he was in office. They just go with that. Um, I mean, generally, yeah. They said, but the guy just he just never stops being potty mouth and stupid. And you know, can he ever? I mean, I these are not my words. It, it, can the guy ever just shut up and be president? You, you know, and that, I thought it was interesting. I really no, that that is that is the the situation you, a lot of people are in. You know, you have your people that are hardcore, they're diehards, right? And they're gonna they're gonna their entire day is ruined if they see Biden, right? Right. I I'm under a very very simple kind of uh, perspective here, and you know we've talked about it a bunch. I don't like the guy at all. No. But when I see Biden, yeah, he's a bumbling idiot most of the time and whatever but when he shuts his mouth and just stands there and he's present he looks serious he, he doesn't he doesn't make too much of an ass out of himself he doesn't tweet he doesn't do any of this stuff right <laughs> no. no i don't like a lot of his policies but you know what he is uh he represents the country pretty well i like how the trumpers are going nuts over biden going to um ukraine and and then you know just losing it, but didn't Bush go to Afghanistan like uh, or in what was it Baghdad in like the middle of the well, night on yeah, Trump Christmas and Trump did too yeah so yeah. what well also like who cares these people are they just get worked up over nothing I don't know I mean this is kind of off topic but it's just no you know. this all ties together because when you vote for somebody you're voting for a representative yeah. It's this is a republic, small r. This is a republican form of government. We've never had a democracy. Yeah, the only democracy we have are uh, uh, state referendums. Yep. And we do those in the form of uh, constitutional amendments, and that's it. That's it. That's it, folks. Yeah, I I, I just think it's funny because you know in general uh, the the sycophants and the 
the cult of personality around certain people that obviously based on what we've consumed here, um, some people are either playing on or trying to create their own. I, I just, it doesn't, doesn't belong anywhere near politics, not in this country anyway. Well, I think the rest of this stuff is, I think some of the rest of this that we're going to talk about, um, again, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. The Ocala Gazette, um, his, he, this, this, this fellow that we're talking about, he says that he has um, helped thousands of entrepreneurs and CEOs. Okay. But what he has is a multi-level marketing uh, organization. A lot of people think of MLMs as, as pyramid schemes, and nobody really makes money selling these things. They, they, you make money by recruiting, which is what I said in our last podcast. What a great place to get uh, downline distributors for whatever crud you're selling. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. So in 1997... In March, he filed a thing called King's Chamberlain Ministries. It was dissolved in September of 2001 for failure to file an annual report. And apparently when we were looking at this, as I recall, he didn't recall that the business, uh, didn't recall anything about it. and said something, maybe his brother who lives in Israel did it. Oh, Okay. Interesting. October 97, Ryan Marketing Group Incorporated was administratively dissolved for failure to file an annual report. In September, February 98, he filed a corporate papers uh, called Professional Credit Service Services Acceptance Corporation, and that was administratively dissolved for failure to file annual reports in 99. In uh, January 99, he filed Freedom Investments, Inc., and that was dissolved in October 2002 for failure to, guess what, file an annual report. And uh, let's see, what else are some of the Maybe, other things? I don't know. Maybe this guy might not know that there's a form you can file yeah. to voluntarily dissolve a company. Yeah. Apparently, you have to force the state to spend money to do it. September of 99, he filed Freedom Team Inc. administratively dissolved when? September of 2011. Um, he said that the corporate name he used while he worked with a team national team national is this, is he part of that? Um, what's that guy we were talking about before? I just lost it. Market America. I wonder if this is all part of market America. I have no idea. Um, he indicated that the venture was his first business success. Let's see. We got another one. 2010. He started a company called prosperity team leaders, LLC, Again, dissolved in 2011. <laughs> he had, maybe it's all because of that accident he had years prior. He had a damage that he couldn't couldn't do that. He could run awesome. a marathon, but he couldn't. No, no, no. that that was that was. Uh, I gotta look. It was maybe his lingering lingering uh, post traumatic. Uh, no, 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 that was that was 2019. He had the accident. Oh, well, he was just getting ready for the. Uh, I guess that's interesting. Yeah. Didn't file a, an annual report, 2010. And he doesn't know what it's for. <laughs> I love me. We, hey, we got a Bucky's coming to town. Yeah. We have this point. We have this little little thing. We said we, we love us our Bucky's, don't we? Oh, yeah. Whenever we travel, we tend to, when, when we drive, we tend to hit a Bucky's. They, they're strategically located to oh, fill yeah. up. Wow. Cleanest bathrooms around. If you're traveling, Bucky's is the way to go. Yeah, if you're on 95 between uh, Ormond Beach and uh, and uh, Jacksonville, there's two of them. But uh, we and ours will be coming soon. 
Let's see south. here. Me, me, love, me loves. I say that because me loves my, the uh, the uh, Ocala Gazette. Them, them people are are cool. Let's see. What we got here. R J Chamberlain LLC continues to operate um, consulting and training for companies. 2011 Empowered Companies LLC. It was dissolved in 2012. For what? What did you resolve that one for? So you spend the money and effort to open it up, and then you don't file the first annual report. Okay. And then he also says he uh, dabbled in motivational content for children. In 2013, he was on the board of EJ Kids Incorporated in Hollywood, Florida. The company was a mystery. <laughs> Go ahead. I can't do it. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was voluntarily dissolved mm. for failure to file. Yeah, the annual report. Yeah, it's interesting. And then he filed several fictitious names. In addition, Platinum Publishing in 2010, NYK Press in 2013, Prismatic Studios. Uh, you know, look, um, I, I'm a professional. My wife's a professional. You're a professional, and. Um, you know, like Truzo Consulting's been around for a little while. Oh yeah, uh, the law firm's been around for a little while. Oh yeah, we've been. Um, our family came to this country in 1630 on the Winthrop Fleet, and you know, a lot of this crud that these guys are doing, it would be like if I said I deserve to be state representative because our family's been here longer than yours. We've been here since 1630. 911. Yay! It's just... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of politicking is is out the door, though. I mean, now it's just about uh, attaching your, your horse to uh, the Trump bandwagon and uh, DeSantis, obviously. That's an important one. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I... Politics really brings out brings out some interesting creatures. That's this, all. Yeah, this that's guy reminds me of that movie, Billy Madison. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but uh, and then, remain one. And in my opinion, everybody other than Dr. Piles would uh, kind of fall in the category here with a George Carlin. I'd like to start with a list of people I can do without. A proctologist with poor depth perception. Any woman whose hobby is breastfeeding zoo animals. A cross-eyed nun with a bullwhip and a bottle of gin. A waitress with a visible infection on her serving hand. And any man whose arm hair completely covers his wristwatch. Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. What do you think? Do you, uh, you think uh, George would have some similar views as, uh, as to what I've got? Yeah, he despised politicians, as I think most people should. And I, 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 the thing I just it baffles me is with somebody that is, at least as far as holding office as a, as a political neophyte, right? Yep. Going into it this hard, this um, 
gross. I don't even have any other way to, to describe it. Uh, this with with this kind of deception, I, I just don't get it. I I wouldn't vote for this person for anything. No, like I, if if this if this is Survivor, I would vote for him. I'd vote for him off the island. That's it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. You know, maybe that's what we should do. We should have elections based on who I can't stand. Who do you hate the most? And then it's kind of it's kind of what the ranked uh, ranked voting or. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, something, something runoff. Yeah, that's that's what those are designed for. You generally get the more moderate middle. I'm voting for this guy at number one, but if not him, eh, I guess I can tolerate this guy and this guy. And then, you know, you, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, I think ranked voting or s- something like that. So. Well, we have we have uh, four candidates uh, who I would, uh, I would uh, f- throw in the category of... Uh, People got no respect for the brain dead? We've got one guy whose uh, claim to fame is, uh, I think he makes soup or chili or, or guacamole or something like that. We have another guy, the stoner, who uh, never met an office, and we're going to talk about him, about uh, his pledge. We got another guy that we've been talking about, uh, Ryan, who, uh, you know, just, what a con artist. You know, it just is what it is. It seems to be that way. I mean, it, it's a lot of well, these he, things. He went into this race with the, this, obviously, this this whole plan. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Well, you just put on paper, I own this, I own this, I created this, I created that, I did this, I did that. It's like, yeah, whatever. And then, uh, and then we've got uh, George's brother, uh, who is the one that uh, gave us the uh, ads. And uh, just because they are so sweet, I got to replay the first one. Monkey Joe, tee, uh, tee up number one. Marion County Republicans, do you still support President Trump? The radical left and rhino Republicans want conservatives like you and me to abandon President Trump and his America First agenda. We will not comply yeah and, and and you will not comply yes you will <laughs> you will 100 percent comply you will 100 percent comply because when the government says uh you're going to pay more in taxes what are you going to do mm. are you going to fight the irs mr i mean I, i'm just it's sad to say but yeah you will comply and then we have charlie stoner who is the um, uh, never met a, an open seat he didn't want i'm going to read this from october 9th 2019 this it's a the, press release. Well, this is the kind of stuff that is, is funny because if the constituents care about the integrity of different candidates, the internet and the ability to research and get stuff out there more easily. The other guy, obviously, his his BS background is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also have stuff like this where you have career politicians who, you know, maybe uh, maybe it sounded like a good idea to sign a pledge at one point, but now it's looking like, you know, it's going <laughs> to... Eh, doesn't doesn't serve its purpose anymore, and you know. So this is called U.S. Term Limits, and um, this is this entity, the leader in national nonpartisan movement to limit terms for elected officials, is gathering support from elected officials across Florida. Its mission is to advocate for term limits on all elected officials. And here's the sweet thing. Here it is. House Representative Charlie Stone in district, what district? 22, not 24. 22. 22. Has committed to defend term limits in Florida by signing what? The term limits pledge. Mm. 
Apparently, that only applies to District 22. With redistricting, he gets to run in 24, so the hell with you. Yeah. Internet and uh, people who collect these things, it's a... it's an unfortunate thing for some people. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is not tough stuff. Um, you know, I mean, the reality in life is we can find this stuff out. Uh, it's not a big deal. And I would encourage you to... Uh, <sighs> but I think it's important to go back to what, what I said, you know, on the previous time we talked about this. In a normal race, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Yep. Every race has this crap happen. This just is the political system, and it's gross. And this again, this is why people don't like politics. This is why there is a permanent segment of the population. It is over 50% who do not care, will not vote. They just pay their taxes, and they move on, and they just limit their interaction with the government. And that includes voting. They see a politician. they wouldn't If they saw a, a campaign bus on fire and everybody roasting alive in it, they would just put their hand up in front of their... Uh, uh, <laughs> their uh their face and keep on moving like it's just it's it's gross and this is it here's the problem this is what i said before when this start when this selection starts this is this is the issue these there's plenty of uh let's call it newsprint space not that that's it's more more of a, there's plenty of attention to fill with one race so you can go deep on every candidate and you can dig up everything there is to dig up as far as i know there's nothing serious about piles He's a doctor. He's been in business for a long time. Whatever. You got your standard stuff that goes with that. There's nobody out there saying anything other than, oh, no, he's a rhino because he, you know, didn't. When, when the NRA called, he didn't, he didn't ask uh, how high they wanted him to jump. You know, the, and he's never cares? run before. I mean, he's not going to be a, the, the spit and polished uh, stoner candidate. He's not going to have. It's a state house race. You don't have to be. No. It's honestly, I mean, it's. It's not to not to you know beat it to death, but it is not the most important office in the land. These people don't need to be professional politicians. You don't. They just need to bring some expertise to the table. Uh, expertise exert, to the table, and exert their influence and their and their their ability to think and, and and whatnot, and represent the people in their district. There's a very limited set of issues that that come up in in the state house situation, and instead we got people running because uh, they're running on a platform that fits like they want to run for Congress or Senate or, or something else a little bit more serious. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if there was the, the attention or the print space to dig this deep on most candidates, this is what you find or, or most races. Anyway, this is what you find. But during a normal election season, everybody's running. So nobody has the, t- nobody has the, the time to run and say, Hey, this is kind of interesting. You make a bunch of money from a, what looks like a shell company. Interesting. Do you do like, I mean, it, it looks like he does some weird form of, you know, ethically questionable political lobbying or something like that. I mean, it's, it's not super obvious what it is. It's interesting. What do you do here? Yeah. And I mean, this, you're right about that because when it's a crowded election and, and they focus on everything other than that, that's how you get these clowns in New York that, Oh yeah. Well, God, that, yeah, that, that guy's guy is, a perfect example. I mean, can you imagine if that guy ran during a special election? He is running. He's <laughs> well, no, but we, we have two of them running down here. Well, no, but seriously, like if that guy ran during a special election, he wouldn't have run because he has too much to hide. Exactly. But in in a in a general in a regular, uh, regularly scheduled election, it's no big deal. Those those types of clowns can march right through. 
And uh, even if their dirty laundry comes up, people don't even generally catch it. It's just, you know, they go to the ballot box and, you know, as the uh, Republicans like to harp on everybody, oh, just got to vote R, down ballot. Just keep, just just vote Republican all the way down. It's like, hmm. Is that always the best? How do you vote down ballot on this one? All you have is Republicans running. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, I think we beat this horse uh, to death. Uh, And uh, saying uh, the word horse brings to mind, I do want candidates like uh, the fictional character, John Dutton in Yellowstone. I want somebody who is going to go there for the right reasons and uh, is just a a real dude. And uh, I think... uh, our guy, uh, Stephen Piles, is a real dude. Uh, this is our first amendment right to express our opinion. And I was, I'm just, I, I literally am begging you to put the, the memes and the stupid stuff aside. Do your own research and make an intelligent decision. Yeah, national politics does not belong in a state house race. And if you vote for somebody that does, you deserve what you get. And so on behalf of uh, Paul the Younger, I'm Paul the Senior, and here with Monkey Joe. Monkey Joe, let's bring in Ethel, and we're out of here. I had a dream, a dream about you, baby. I had a dream, it's gonna come true. They think that we're through, but baby... You'll be swell, you'll be great, gonna have the whole world on a plate, starting here, starting now, honey, everything's coming up, roses, clear the decks, clear the trash. Well, I think we spread a little fertilizer on the roses, we're out of here, tip of canoe, adios.